one time when I was real little, I was like, I figured out how to like climb to the front and honk the horn. I was honking that. Oh, you'd have been so annoying. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Public Property with me, Monroe Martin. We got Rob Hayes on this episode. If you don't know him, then you should. He's an actor, he's a comedian, he's a writer, and he's phenomenal at all of those. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's written for the ESPYs and Sherman Showcase. But before we get into this episode, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, subscribe to the Patreon, or buy some of our beautiful merch. We got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, cups, whatever you need. All right, let's start the episode. Rob, thank you for doing the podcast, man. I really appreciate you being here. What game are we about to play? We're playing some form of spades, some form of old-timey white men spades. Did you grow <laughs> up playing spades? This ain't the way you grew up playing spades? No, I grew up playing spades at the lunch table, very high stakes uh, mm. in Atlanta. Um, I bet five, Joe. You you don't got five. I'm gonna take. You don't know if I got five. No, I. You don't know if I got five. Unless my partner's just crazy. You don't got five. All right. You don't think I got five, but watch me watch me pull out something. You don't have that one. I don't have that one. Mm -hmm. Yo, so you grew up playing spades? Wait, first of all, where are you from, Rob? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Born and raised. You didn't live no other place. You're not like an army brat or nothing. No, not not an army brat. I did uh, have like a a little stint where I lived in uh, near Orlando, Florida, Lake Mary, from when I was like one to when I was uh, like seven. But then mm-hmm. it's pretty much Atlanta after that. So you like Atlanta influenced everything. It influenced your your entire life. Like, did you grow up? What part of Atlanta are you from? Because I went to Atlanta twice, and I never mm-hmm. seen the part of Atlanta that everybody talks about. What do you mean? Like the turn up Atlanta. As many times I've been to Atlanta, I've only been to like... Um, How did you shit? miss Where? the turn up? I don't know. I missed the goddamn turn up in Atlanta. I uh, I went to the comedy theater, and that's like deep out in the suburbs. That Okay, first of all, the Atlanta comedy theater is not in Atlanta. It is it's not. It is branding. No, no. That is that is as far north. Yeah, that's a Jimmy Carter. Like, it's north of the city. Like, oh. if you notice, Young Jeezy never says the north side. He always says east side, <laughs> west side, south side, and then you know it's like the chorus is over. Oh, we didn't have enough time. Yeah. He don't ever bring up. The, the north side. <laughs> So I haven't been going to the real part of Atlanta. Where's um, where's the uh, Laughing Devil or the you the know Laughing Club Skull I'm is in Midtown. Uh, that's kind of a super progressive, super uh, a lot of a lot of gay clubs in that area. There's a there's a gay club like across the street from the Laughing Skull. You probably heard uh, people making jokes about called uh, Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there, I mean, there's so much to do. There's, you know, like Edgewood and Little Five Points. You kind of got your more hipster scene. Um, and then Peter Street, you might have your like old dudes wearing wearing sandals. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, there's a ton of clubs like uh, in Midtown, like on Crescent, that area that's like, you know, um, more of your traditional turn up and stuff. There's like there's like a ton of different stuff going on at one time. Like, um, you know, you have Magic City. You have uh, you went to Magic City before? Of course. Look, it's like not it's everybody. way more social. It's way more social than uh, uh, other strip clubs. Like like in Atlanta, like you could you could go with a group of girls to the strip club and it's not even like a thing. Oh, that's not yeah. how it is growing up in Philly. If you went to a strip club in Philly, you went you went to Skeevy McSkeeves as Chris and uh, you know what a Skeevy McSkeeve is? No, that that sounds like a like a nickname for somebody that's up to something. It's so basic, but that's I got one book. I got one goddamn book. Yeah, you thought you had five. When my partner said that he had four, yeah. I was like, there's no way, because I know like I'm yeah, I'm getting out of hearts early. I got multiple aces. Yeah. Yeah. So Skeevy McSkeeve. Let's say there's a a strip club that was in I'm been there was a a strip club in Philly called Night on Broadway. And when I say strip club, I'm using that word loosely. It was like a basement where the lights was off and maybe like one red light you couldn't even see in front of you. And the lap dances was was a good they was fucking basically. So if you That's went crazy. there, yeah, it wasn't even a lap. It was just like, yo, pull that dick out. That's how they were coming up to you. I never went because I'm not about that life. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about that life. I'm not about that that strip club life. I thought I was, and then a stripper broke my homie phone. I had two phones broke. Well, I had a, a phone broke, and then the stripper took my homie's phone and like tried to run off with it. I mean, like Atlanta's more than just strip clubs. Though there's there's a ton of actual clubs. There's actual like a like a club scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's. I don't know. It's just, it's just what age were you able to go at? What was the first time? First of all, did you grow up with both of your parents in your life? I grew up with with both of my parents in my life. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was uh, in high school, so mm. for the most part, I had most both my parents in my life. Um, what age did you? Like, did that have a did, did that have an effect on your behavior? Like, when they uh, divorced and you were in high school, like, did your behavior change? Were you like a bad kid after that? Not really. Uh, I mean, if anything, it was more like, okay, like, I might need a scholarship. Like, I might need to, uh, <laughs> I might need to straighten up. <laughs> it was like, uh oh, this dual income shit. Yeah, it yeah. it's like I kind of got more of a, a glimpse into my parents' finances <laughs> after that. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, like, like 
more so my father got this job when I was in eighth grade where he started traveling the country. Mm -hmm. And so he was only kind of home on the weekends. So them getting a divorce wasn't that, that big of a change because like the, like the drastic change kind of already was happening. What are you doing? Who me? Yeah. What you mean? What am I doing? You could have won that book. You can see my hand. I've seen what you're playing. <laughs> I'm playing the game. <laughs> How you see? You can see my hands. I can't see the cards before you play them, but I can uh, see the cards that you choose to play. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like Fareed just cut. Yeah. So he, yeah. All right, but look, I think I'm gonna win this one. All right, nope. yeah, you got that. Going. I won that one. What else? I think I'm going to win this one. I think I'm going to get my books, though. I think, I think I'm going to hit every book that I... You don't need your books. Your partner already got you. But, you know, get those bags. Get those bags. Look at that. I got my <laughs> fucking bed, baby. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Now you Wait, guys so... got, got a bag. So, I got a bunch of questions I want to ask you based off of this divorce. First... What age did you start going to strip clubs? The strip clubs were eat if strip clubs was so normalized and you can just hang out with a chick at a strip club, when did you start going? Um, not really till till I was like twenty one. Like I looked so young that mm-hmm. there was no way that somebody was just gonna let me in early. Yeah. Um but we had like like there was a strip club that lost their liquor license and they became a teen club. Mm-hmm. So we had a teen club that had like stripper poles and like oh <laughs> we had that and they would too. like sell soda and like have yeah have teenage parties and stuff but yo how'd you feel going to those clubs <laughs> we we used to go to nine two three that was the one that was called here it was called nine two three it was a teen it started at teens but it was teen plus so you could you can get in. If you were like, you can get in there at 16, but also they didn't have a cutoff. So if you was fucking 45, you can walk up into that joint. And That's trust nasty. me, it's That's disgusting. Nasty. You know how many goddamn, <laughs> you be playing. Because like as a 16-year-old, you in the club, you got to build your confidence up to go talk to a girl. And by the time you walk over there, there's a grown-ass man already buying her juice. You're like, nigga, can I buy also, some juice? there's no grown women that are going to teen plus. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like once, you're, once you are, like, able to get in the adult club as a, as a girl, that's yeah. where you're going, regardless yeah. of what age you are. So the yeah. only women at teen plus are the teens, and then the only plus are the guys. And then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the... The yeah, no, it was very disgusting. Just gotta f- fall, find the chips where they fall. Yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> like. I had never seen a grown ass woman in nine two three, but I seen some grown ass men. It wasn't like that in the places you went. No, no, because the yeah, they weren't they weren't having that. I don't know. They weren't like. Uh, I saw grown. I don't know. I guess there were, I mean, there were grown men that probably were like messing with high schoolers and stuff, but they weren't going to the club with them. Like, 
Yeah. Mm. They weren't going to meet high schoolers. They, <laughs> they, they didn't have places where they could mingle, you know? So did your parents let you go to club? Like, so you started going to a strip club at 21, but did you start, like, when did your parents trust you to the point where you could start going out and staying out late? Or did you just take that liberty on your own? I never had a had a uh, um, I never had a curfew, but also my parents weren't like uh, I don't know I, I didn't have a lot of people that wanted me to be outside like that. Like, uh, wait, did you grow up in the hood or you grew up in like a suburban area? Um, I would I would say that there's a there's an in between. I would say that there's a gray area. Like I I think mm-hmm. you know. What what some people would determine the suburbs is, you know, technically where I grew up mm-hmm. in Atlanta, but also uh, it's very different than what a lot of people think of when they think of suburban culture. Because mm. um, can it, you explain though? Yeah, just like um, well, like proximity. Like I think I think you know. Suburbs are normally, you know, very far from from certain areas in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Those those lines blur really quickly, um, and then also like we don't have like we don't have like the the paved roads and the in the um, you know where I grew up. There wasn't. Um, yeah, you focusing? I'm getting. <laughs> am I getting a little better though? Am I getting a little better in this I mean, game? You haven't messed up. Also, I don't think okay. this game allows you to mess up. Okay. So you you're doing all right. Um, all right. So did you have a lot I'm of freedom growing up? Bags. Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of freedom, but also like nowhere to nowhere to spend it. Like. Uh, mm. Like yeah, I I didn't have a uh, a curfew. I I didn't have you know like a lot of strict rules. You know, I free cell phone nights and weekends. I could use my phone as I please. But and you're not the only child, are you? No, no. I, uh, my sister is super popular. Uh, she she yeah. I was definitely in her shadow at the time. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, when I think of where I grew up, I don't think of it as the suburbs. So, mm. like, I mean, and and part of would the you time say I hood adjacent? In the in the city of Atlanta, yeah, no, hood adjacent is is pretty accurate. Mm. Did you find yourself like as a kid, where did you have to be like a grown up? Like, did you find yourself like taking on adult responsibilities? Like, were you like cooking and all mm. that stuff? A little bit, but it it wasn't out of necessity. It was more just like my parents were like, "We grew up doing these things, so you're gonna do these things." And then, yo, I'm getting also, good though, right? Like our score stinks, but like you blowing us the fuck out. But I'm getting good though. Yeah, yeah. You 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 doing all right? It's forty five to one hundred and eighty four people. <laughs> That's also, the they got more bags, which means that those are books that they could have bid accurately, and they didn't. 
Uh, all right, look. You, did you grow up in a religious family? Uh, pretty religious. Grew up Catholic, uh, which is very rare. There's not a lot of black Catholics in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of black Catholics to, in general. I think in the Midwest, there's way more. I think it, I think it's not as rare in Chicago. Um, but yeah, in Atlanta, it was like it was like being an alien. Like like they, other kids would go to church, and like mm-hmm. part of what they would hear is somebody preaching anti-Catholicism, mm-hmm. and then meanwhile, our church would let out like after an hour, and we'd be at home watching Michael Vick. <laughs> Oh, shit. Hold on. I got two options. <laughs> I did good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. You did You did All the right. right thing. I did the right thing. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, boom, that's us. You know what song you were conceived to? Like, did not song, song, but dude, what genre of music you were conceived to? Probably R&B. I mean, my, my dad's like funk music, my mom's soul music. I imagine where they meet is like R&B, especially I was born in the late 80s, so uh, possibly... Bobby Brown, possibly, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Possibly Keep Sweat. Who knows? Wait, how old are you? If you're kid, you can't be conceived to no Keep Sweat. Why you the same age? How old are you? I'm 35. Shit. How? When did Keep Sweat? Make it last forever. Came out in in '87. I thought it was in the 90s. I thought that song came out in like 90-something. No, the Make It Last Forever album is 87. Mm. It's, it's ahead of its time. It's like it's, it's very like, ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Aren't it's you like a Teddy music Riley. buff too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Teddy Riley's uh, produced that. That's before Guy. But my, I know my parents had all those Guy albums and stuff. So yeah, I was probably conceived. So with, some R and B. Fuck, man. My hands stink. Minus four. What is that? August, August of '87. So yeah, probably, probably keep sweating. Yeah, that's probably that song. You're the only person that named the song. <laughs> Most people just say the genre. Like I don't want to interrupt. Like I'm like you on or something. He something picked that album. It might have been riding the wrong way. It might have been. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what, what the song was? But yeah. Wait, shit. I'm losing that one. So what I'm a funny question. Yeah, some people don't know. Like I, if anything, I'm probably I was probably conceived to, to. Funk, yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. I feel like it's funk. My mom loves funk. She loves funk, R and B. Like what? What? Like what? Like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like Zap. 
Like I think uh I think more so Parliament. Earth Wind and Fire. I think Earth Wind and Fire and uh Parliament and maybe uh what's that John that uh Teddy Pendergrass was a part of? Um Hef- she Aaron loves Melvin Teddy in the blue notes. She loves Teddy P. So I'm probably was conceived of Teddy P. My mom, my so dad, <laughs> yo, yo, my dad is like tall like Teddy and all that stuff. So yeah. if anything, my mom just probably found a dude that she that resembled Teddy Pendergrass and then just like had her way with him. Like in the, I'm Crazy. just going through her mind. I'm just my mom is that type of person. My mom was like, ooh, I like him. He got hair like blah, say blah. He got hair like this. And then she'll talk to that person because, like, I'd seen my mom hit on men when I was younger. So wow. I know her type. You didn't get to see your mom uh, be single? Like, did she get married right after the divorce? No, no. Well, my dad was her second uh, marriage. So, oh. yeah, she was like, Ready to just chill and raise their kids after after the divorce. Yeah. So you didn't have to deal with none of that mommy dating another dude type stuff? Uh a little bit now. She's got a quote unquote friend now. You know, like older people that they, they don't they don't have relationships. They just have they got friends. friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she went on Facebook like, Yeah, I'd like to wish my little friend happy birthday. It's like, all right, we know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta earn that. You gotta earn that status again. Yeah, not you, but they do. It's like they do. Yeah, yeah. It's like yo, it's gonna take a lot for you to get out of friend zone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I seen my mom going through her little. Even though I wasn't raised by my mom, like I seen her go through her dating phase. Like depending on what house I was in. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, maybe like if she needed a ride, like most dudes, I said this on the last podcast, like most dudes that I've ever met, like when she was dating, I only seen them from like the window limp. So like this part, they rarely got out of the car. So they were, I only know what they, they head and shoulders look like. I don't know if they were tall or not. Man. And they, and they hand you a dollar. You ain't never went through that. You ain't no, never I ain't, have I ain't to, had to go through that at all. Now Fareed went five and he got all his five. You went three. I got two out of three. Yeah, so y'all got set. Yeah, but we getting smoked. We got what negative we play, thirty-five. What are we playing to? I don't know. Oh okay. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, yeah, you, nah, the, I'm, I'm trash. The computer's doing well in your spot. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, the computer's killing it. Don't, don't think it's, don't think CPU for read is, is the problem. It's me. It's, it's real life Monroe. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what age were you allowed to like, what age did you start drinking alcohol? And what was like, who was the first person to give it to you? I really didn't have any parameters on that. I think I don't know. My parents, I feel like they grew up in a in a time where they were just like they didn't want like they just they rather me not drink and drive, but like I also didn't have a license till I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um I really didn't start drinking till college. 
I went to University of Georgia and started drinking at parties out there. Mm. Athens. Athens, Georgia. Yeah, Lynn. Damn, they gave you. Town. She seems like perfect ass parents, yo. They're like, look, do what you want. Just don't put yourself in harm's way. Were they older? Yeah. Were they when like when they had you? Were they? Do you have older parents? My parents uh, were nine years apart. So um, yeah, my my mom older than my father. No, I'm asking like, did they have you when they're like late twenties, thirties? Like, how are they this well, mature and this relaxed? My mom oh. was in her late thirties, and my oh father shit was like entering his thirties. Yo, so you had the best upbringing. Are you like, what were your grades like in school? Because I got a theory that kids that were born to old parents are smarter than most kids. Uh, I had I had decent grades. I what's decent? I, gotta be modest. I mean, okay. Well, I I had a slow start, so um, I didn't realize when you go to like you apply for college, mm-hmm. all your um, they look at everything, you know. <laughs> oh. So I'm I'm thinking <laughs> I got time. So like like I just had maybe like just barely a B average freshman mm. year, and then. Once I found out, oh, they look at your whole transcript, then I started like getting this shit together, busting my butt, getting A's, and yeah, I I, I ended with like an A A average, but we had we had a numeric average, so yeah. like my average ended up being like maybe a ninety or like eighty nine in there. Mm. What was your what was like your parents' approach to education and getting you to study? Were they like hands on? Were they sitting at the table with you, or were they smacking you in the back of your head until you got it right? Like, what was their approach to it? Uh, my mom's a teacher, um, so I mean, education was was very important. Um, but um, no, no smacking in the head. It was more just like, I don't know, just do your do your work, do your stuff. But, you lucky. You very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, you I guess I guess fortunate. I really yeah. didn't realize that. I guess I was just I don't know. You know how many kids I grew up with that just homework was just they just sat at that table, got yelled and screamed at like the goddamn answer was just going to magically appear. Yeah, you no. Are... I mean, I hated I hated homework though. Like if if there was a class where uh the teacher had homework only be ten percent. I would not mm-hmm. do my homework. And I'd be like, "This, but, this but your mom this being a doesn't teacher doesn't care about homework either." Like, but wait, like your mom never stepped in. Like, if you didn't care about home, if she's a teacher and she knows how important education is, and like, why wouldn't like she never just leaned on you to be like a valid, like just like top of your class? No. And I think, and I think I could have, if I would have had discipline, mm-hmm. I think I could have had that in me. Was your sister that way? Like, is your sister like no. an honor student? Mm. I mean, she she was a good student, but also she was like popular and like she played like sports. She cheerleaded. She did whatever she wanted to do. She ran track. So yeah, she just like. Uh, 
we were we were both super involved, well rounded. Like um, like I was on the debate team. I was into that heavy. Um, like like the great debaters. Is it really like that? Is it really like the great debaters? I've never seen the great debaters with Denzel Washington. That's yeah, a great ass movie. It. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of if policy debate has ever really been depicted in television. Um, what got you into debating? Just, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the um, the making up the speeches, you know, in in real time, and just mm. and you know, I I'm I'm a fan of arguing. Like that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Is that but with with got- people who make sound points. Like I I don't like arguing with with someone who's just gonna like be ridiculous. But I do like applying logic to things that don't necessarily have logic. Is that what brought you to comedy? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, like like one of the few places I could see some of the stuff that we would talk about in debate is tough crowd. So mm. you know some of the topics that like Greg Giraldo and and Colin Quinn and and stuff would get into would be the stuff that we would be you know going over in debate. And yeah. then through that you know seeing Patrice just be amazing and and then you know I just just became like a little comedy nerd from that how was your how'd your parents like handle you getting into comedy did you tell them i thought they were gonna be against it like i um i started as uh i did a pageant um the aks at our school had a mr esquire pageant Mm -hmm. and i made my talent uh stand up because i really just didn't have you didn't prepare talent yeah and then i i did impressions what was the impression you did? You I remember? did like Cat Williams. I did Chris Rock. I did. I, I think I heard you do Cat Williams though. Maybe like dicking around during the joke. Yeah. I think I heard you do Cat Williams. Not on stage though. I I'm. I think so. You never no. done it on stage. Not not, not even I, fucking around. Not in New York. By the time I was visiting New York, I was so anti doing another comedian, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I put so much rules on comedy that don't exist. Yo, thank you. Can you explain that? <laughs> like Cause I, I put, went through the same shit. I put so many because I I always felt like you had to follow certain rules in order to get stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always, I always was like, you know, don't wear shorts. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, don't wear shorts if you don't got the legs for it. I can't, I can't wear shorts on stage. I got my ankles are like this small, yo. I got tiny ass ankles, and you know how big I am, how big and tall I am. So <laughs> I, I wear pants to cover up these fucking deer ankles. Um, you know, there's certain, there's certain things like, like, you know, I would, I would never reference, uh, a movie, you know, a movie scene, like as, as a simile or something, I would always like, be like, all right, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta do the joke portion of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then and then it was like after a while, it was like, all right, don't use music, don't you, you know, like like yeah. all the pitfalls that could prevent you from taping. Yeah, you know, but but then I mean, those while, are good rules. Yeah, yeah. Minus um, the thing, but go ahead. And and then I didn't curse on stage for like a long time, just 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 to add ankle weights. Wait. I just thought you didn't curse in life. I ain't really heard you curse in life. I don't know. I, I feel like I curse in life. I'll curse at a diner or something. And then, you know. I ain't never heard Rob Cur- Rob Hayes curse. I promise you. I'm not like I'm not at a at a concert and just <laughs> singing <laughs> singing the edited version, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, all right, so I didn't know the clean thing was a choice. I just thought that was how you were raised. Because I remember we had you on no need, and you didn't curse or anything. You didn't even curse during the interview, right? But I don't. I mean, it was like if it was like a thing where I w- I needed to quote something or something, mm-hmm. then I probably would have. I thought it was like a religious thing or something about your parents or like a parents thing. Because, you know, Derek was like that. Derek did not curse for like a good portion of his career because he was a church kid and his mom was coming to the shows and he didn't ever want to change the set in front of his mom. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So why just, was, but she got a fat butt, though? Yeah. Would it have been different? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I just oh, assume great. everybody like that. I just assume everyone does the same shit. Like when they I don't mean, curse, they're like, Nana may be here. I I think when my parents were financing me doing comedy indirectly, mm-hmm. that might have been that might have been a thing where I didn't want to have a conversation about, you know, what I was doing with my art. So I just, you know. That 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 might have been there, but there was never a discussion. There was never like, hey, you know, you don't need to be cursing out there. And then subject matter wise, I would go wherever. Yeah. You know, when Fifty Shades of Grey was out, I was talking about it when uh you know, I if I had ideas that were a little more racy, I would I would get into it. I just wouldn't I just wouldn't use curse words, but mm. it was more just to have a variety of language. I don't know, like like also doing. Well, you're a strong writer because of it, though. All the stipulations you've given yourself, you're like one of that. Like when like everybody has a a couple of comics that they like watching when they come in the room, and you're one of those comics. Like when you on stage. I'm like, let me see what Rob Hayes got to talk about. Because you do this thing where you can take some overlooked shit or some shit that we just see every day and then just start pulling it apart. And I like that. It make, you make it feel like you're actually doing it in that moment. And you know, some comics, they prepare it that way. But you can be like, yeah. oh, you've done this set like a thousand times. Like your shit, I can hear it and I can't tell if how many times you've done it is you always make it seem like you're just discovering it and like and that's like one of when i used to take acting classes and shit that was like one of the main thing they tried to get all the all the actors to discover is like yo when you say this shit 
you got to say it as if it's coming to your mind. Like, like everybody doesn't really have, like when you sit down and you think about something and then when you say something that just come to your mind, it's two different emotions. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a bunch yeah. of shit. And that's how I feel like you do. I I try to think of it as like like the fu- when I've seen people be funny at a party or see people be funny mm-hmm. just in real life they just kind of you know even if they get on a soapbox or some familiar territory they still got to bring that energy to it because you know they know they're they're around people that that are hearing it for the first time you know mm, yeah. like I even noticed like like people like Stephen A Smith does that you know like he'll say the same thing you know all week long but Mm -hmm. he's got to bring that energy to it because you know if if not then you could just watch yesterday's episode yeah no that makes sense also new york always felt like i i put new york on such a high pedestal so when i when i was doing stand-up up there i always felt like like the whole point of us doing these, you know, bar shows and like mm-hmm. like little rooms and stuff is to be able to get our stuff off. And I always admired how the comics that lived there were able to, to, uh, you know, get their jokes off. Yeah. Yo, all right. We just get um. Ask you another question about your childhood. Did you have like those type of parents that would leave you in a car? Like, would they leave you in the car if you were asleep? If you were asleep as a little kid, would they wake you up or would it, they would just leave you in the damn car? Like, was it a certain temperature that they would I mean, like, like, that they were like, not? it was hot. So, like, it would always be window cracked. There'd always be a story on, on TV of some kid that died because they got left in the car too long and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, um, I remember. Yeah, one time when I was real little, I was like, I figured out how to like climb to the front and honk the horn. I was honking that. Oh, you'd have been so annoying. <laughs> you'd have been I so got annoying. I got trouble for that one. Yeah. <laughs> you were just honking at anybody and everybody? Yeah. Because also, so... when they left you, like when you were real little, then they, they're not like leaving you with the, with the car running. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you just. You I used to. Yeah. I used to do the same shit. I used to pull that shit and try to move and see if I could get the car to move. Yeah, I remember one man. Them old keys. It was so hard to start a car. Mm-hmm. Like, like when we were young, like them old. You know, like my dad had a Chevy, and like I remember one time he. I don't know if he just wanted to see if I could do it or if he mm-hmm. really was gonna let me drive the car, but I couldn't even turn the key. I didn't even have enough muscle yet to like get that metal key turning. Yeah, no, you had to be a man. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you, you had to be a man. You had to have that fucking that wrist strength and everything to like. No, I'm glad cars change for kids, right? It makes it so much easier for kids to drive. Now and all they, they gotta crazy do is push easy now, like a push start. For and real, you, could, you gotta you turn your mic off before before, like you even realize the key's not in the car. You could you could already be out the space and in the street or something. Yeah, no, somebody stole our car. 
with and we didn't even have to like our keys were close because we were on the first floor and somebody stole our car just because of i guess it was close enough to our apartment where it was still in rain so all that person did was fucking open the door and push the button and pull right off i have a a tesla so like my phone's the key now which is is wild it's like now i gotta unlock my phone to uh, unlock the car. All the shit. Oh shit. What made you get a Tesla? Um, just gas prices and also uh, somebody stole the catalytic converter off my off my Prius and killed my Prius, and Damn. so it just was like, uh, yeah, the, there's no catalytic converter on a, on a Prius, so. Yo, did you like? Did you grow up with the type of parents that like, if you got in a fight and you came home after that fight and you lost, would they uh, comfort you or send you back outside until you won? I don't. I didn't really get in in a fight. <laughs> you never got in a fight. Not not talking? for real. Not for real. Uh, I've been talking about it in my in my hour about how like. You know, I I'm past my best fighting days, and I didn't even realize it. But yeah, I I really I got into like one thing, but it wasn't even. Yeah, I. I, I it was more of a scuffle. It was more of like a scuffle. Yeah. Nobody, no punches were thrown or anything. Did you like? How'd your family react to that? How old were you, and how'd your family react to it? I, well, it was after school. I didn't. No one got in trouble, so it wasn't like it wasn't even a thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I do think avoiding fights informed a lot of my personality, though. Mm, like a lot so? of the humor comes from diffusing uh, a lot of you know. Um, trying not to offend, trying, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like comes from not wanting it to go that far, you know? Yeah, I know. I understand that. I feel like most comics are here because of that, right? It's not that you didn't even, it's not even that you couldn't fight. It's just that you were like, I'd rather spend my time moving through life not fighting. So I'm going to just be funny. Yeah. Let me just figure that cuz yeah. Um but that first fight you got into, did you did, did your parents know? Did you even tell them? I think they knew that something happened, but also it was one of those like it got broken up well before it got real. Happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm, good for you. <laughs> Where you like, thank God. I Ooh. got hit. I mean, I got hit a couple of times, but it wasn't like Nigga, that's a fight. Yeah, if you got hit, that's a fight. <laughs> so you got hit, didn't hit back. You said I hit like, a couple I don't, of times. I don't, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like describing it like that. I mean, Yo, I, but that's how you got to describe it. You said yeah, it wasn't yeah. a fight, and then you went, I got hit like three times. Three to getting hit three times. That's Yo. a one-sided fight, but it's still a fight. 
Well, I didn't want to get suspended. I, I'm like, I don't know. I, I never want to get in trouble. Like, this this kid hit me, bust my lip, trying yeah. to steal my fitted one time at, uh, in high school. But uh, uh. also, like, my lip wasn't in the best shape. Like, my, like, my lip was pretty chapped that day already. <laughs> and so, so it's like... <laughs> It's, it was like <laughs> anything could have made it bleed. Anything could have yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then when he realized he bust my lip, like he kind of like ran off or whatever, you know? Mm. And so then, but I kept my hat, you know? Yeah. And then telling, telling my friends at lunch the story made them laugh so much. Like that, that was one of the first feelings of like, getting a big laugh, you know? Damn. I can't remember my first big laugh as a kid where you're just like, holy shit, like this is powerful. I can't remember that. Yeah. Presenting, you never, did you ever get any laughs like like doing a group project or something or presenting? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I shine. I didn't put no other work in except right, presenting that right. shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, I'm like, look, I ain't... The work, and then I'm going to make magic happen when I get up there. Yeah. <laughs> that was my show. Public speaking was my strong suit, even though I, I'm like, eh, I still stutter and everything now. But that was just something I love doing. I remember, like, in English classes, like, always like opting to like read a poem or something out loud because that would be my saving grace. That would kept me from being a, a, a D student. The fact mm-hmm. that I was willing to be like, yo, I'll do it. I'll stand up in front of class. So I guess the likability is the reason I passed anything. We all like, we always, uh, my, my middle school was brand new and they were super into technology um, Brown Middle School was in the West End. Uh, little baby went to middle school there, like afterwards. Um, but um, yeah, they were super into technology, and so they would always have us do powerpoints and stuff. And then I would always put, like, my pictures would always be related mm-hmm. to it, but it wouldn't. It would be kind of an abstract choice. Like, it would always like get a reaction, like. All right, this this picture is not not a part of you know the story, yeah. but it's you know it's it's funny. Like it's the connection. The connection is funny. Yeah. Did your parents have like weird rituals? Were they like superstitious or anything? Like for example, like if somebody swept your foot, did you have to spit on the broom? I learned about all that at school. I didn't know anything about. Yeah, spitting on brooms and and all that type of stuff. <laughs> they have no superstitions. You didn't throw the. You didn't even throw the salt over the shoulder. No, all they that, just all believed that in I God learned, wholeheartedly. All that I learned from other other kids' parents and stuff. Yeah, mm, I feel like superstition is like just in case you don't believe in God all the way, you are gonna believe in some other shit, right? Because if you believe in God. And everything you don't give a fuck about splitting the pole, right? Maybe like if you believe in pole, maybe I feel you think like... God gonna curse you because you split a pole, <laughs> or that you fucking you get also, what I'm saying? Where are the bounds, right? Yeah, like 
like so we're walking and then if I split a pole, is that a problem? What about a street sign? What about a tree? Yo, what about but technically a street sign is a with pole. With the though. elastic that's holding up the tree. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. Yeah, I think you can split trees. I don't know if you can. You can split trees, but a stop sign is still technically a pole. Or. Like I've been, I've been splitting poles at the picket, and I have been looking to see who is going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> like at Warner Brothers, there's so many poles. It's like, yo, you can't, you can't walk around <laughs> without splitting a pole. <laughs> but I think there should be a limit. I think if you're taller than the pole, then it doesn't count. You can okay. split shit that you're taller than. Okay. But if it does that make sense? Is that a good argument? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, some of them are, are ridiculous. Step on a crack, break your mom's back. I feel like that's been disproven. Yeah, my mom back strong after all <laughs> after the life she lived. My mom got a strong ass back. So, <laughs> yo, what was like eating like in your house? What was like family dinners like? Were y'all like the 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 TV dinner type family? Like, did you just pop nah. some shit in the microwave, or y'all sat at the table and y'all sat at the it? table? Like that that was very important. Uh, yeah, it was rare. To, like something like something crazy had to happen for us to like be in front of the TV, like you know, Super Bowl Sunday or something. Like, mm. Yeah, it had to was be, TV had to off be. during dinner though? Could you watch TV from the uh, table, or that shit was off and y'all just listened to each other smack? Pretty much from 96 on, we had a TV in the kitchen. Mm. And it was it was a little, it, it didn't have a box. There was no cable box in the kitchen, so it was limited. But we did have cable, and it was, like, in the kitchen. So, um, Did your family steal the cable, or they paid for it flat out? They paid for it. They paid for it. They always, like, they always... They always had cable. They, uh, my dad had satellite early on, mm-hmm. and he had one of the big satellite dishes. Um, Which one? It was like a Dish Network or no Direct TV, John. I don't even know if though, like what he had made it to, like when we. Even, I mean, this is like late eighties, early nineties, like a mm. big, like like you could. If you saw the size of that dish, you'd be like, oh, he's definitely broadcasting. Yeah, he runs like, a small like news network. Huge, <laughs> huge like, panels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when DirecTV came out with the little joint, he was so pissed. Mm. I think that's why we ended up getting cable, because he was just mad that he spent, like, so much money on this thing that, that doesn't even matter anymore. Your family didn't steal nothing? Like, they didn't, like... Like, all right, they paid for cable, but there was nothing with us. Like, we ain't paying for that shit. They'd buy an occasional bootleg movie. That Mm. might be it. Occasionally... How did they act when they were doing it? Was it like, don't you tell nobody? And sell them a movie. And then when we got to the age where we were, like, talking and asking for bootleg movies, Mm -hmm. then it was like... Like we didn't get any more bootleg movies after that. We just have to miss out. 
Oh, why were they against the bootleg? Were they was it like they thought they were doing something wrong? They were I think, embarrassed. Like my parents were like like they were on the uh don't sign up for free lunch. You know, what? We're, yeah. we're proud. Uh, you know, we don't need that. You know, like they were they were they were trying to be with the the upper crusties of of it of Atlanta. Yeah. You know, they were yeah, they were they weren't trying to be uh you know, they they worked hard and they were proud and they they didn't want to be uh associated. So yeah. You get to say crusty. You get to be like, yo, they wasn't trying to fucking be with the crusty people. Yeah, I'm not offended. Like, My family would, loves was, a good old handout. <laughs> it was so funny cuz like I would have teachers that would be like you have to turn this in. This is mandatory. And my parents would be like, "Oh, we don't have to do that," you know. And it, it would, it would be a thing like the, my teacher would be like, "Everybody, you know, like everybody that hands us in gets candy or something," you know, like trying to incentivize the kids. And your parents would be like, "We buy your it. own candy." Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I fuck with your parents. I'm, I'll be that type of parent now. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause I. You don't know what it feels like to have a handout. That shit feel as a kid is so embarrassing, yo. And especially in the school situation, because it Even was never private. Even free lunch. It was never like free lunch. Here's the thing. In high school, once I got to like 11th to 12th grade, like people let some of that cool down, right? Because then they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to eat these nuggets. Because the free lunch was better than to pay for a lunch because when you pay for lunch in our school, all you got was like a slice of Elio's type pizza. You remember that little microwavable shit? Elio's mm-hmm. and all this stuff, the square. You got that and then you can get like a Mystic or a bag of Doritos or something like that. And it's like, yo, for the shit you paying for, you can get a whole plate of nuggets and french fries for free. So everybody was like, yo, we just gonna get some nuggets and fries. So yeah, to 11th to 12th grade, everybody was eating free lunch. Well, like, but okay. I'm talking about handouts. Like, I used it, like, in middle school and shit. Like, the families that I live with, some of them would be, like, dirt poor. Like, that damn, like, welfare card ain't even enough. Like, they maxing that shit out. They maxing out fucking access and food stamps. So we used to get, like, donations from the schools and shit. And when you get a donation from the school, they call you to the office and now, like, you, like, people want to know, like, what you in the office for? What they call you in the office for? And, like, and if they know you ain't cursing out people and fighting, they're like, oh, what was that? Oh, they oh, they gave you a box of cans or some food and shit. So it was always embarrassing to be caught out. And there's only, like, one or two students that are there, and now we're getting, like, free clothes and shit. So I hated that. Because that was just letting everybody know you fucked up. We just trying to keep that shit on the low. You get what I'm saying? It was virtue signaling I, I for the school, saying. but embarrassing I mean, like, for the kid. My like my like the thing is, if you knew your lunch number, you didn't had nothing to keep up with. Like when you when you uh prepaid for you know mm-hmm. my parents would like bring it like like bring us to school with a check and prepay for lunch for the month or prepay mm. lunch for like like the week, you know, and mm. then. But then we'd have to keep up with a lunch card and keep up with, you know, a record and, and, and that type of stuff. Oh. Um, but then, like, in high school, if you have free lunch, 
you uh waive your application fees for college you know like uh you didn't have to pay for the sat like there was all kind of incentives and there was so many other kids who <laughs> were doing better than our parents that would lie yeah. get the free lunch you know like just take it that you know mm. i think about that i would have been a, yeah i just did it just to do it <laughs> i gotta <laughs> I got a, I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan, but right now in that plan, I feel like the rest of these books are mine. Okay. That's how I feel. All right. That's how I feel. You so can, I'm like, I. Right. You can have it. We we need one more. Man, you you whooping my ass. Let me see. Oh, I gotta wait. It's your turn. All right. Let's see. Boom. Okay. All right. That's me. Cutting pretty uh, high. Shit, you're right. I didn't have to cut that high. <laughs> I'm learning, though. I'm learning, though. I'm learning. But do I start off high? I have to start off high because only one of y'all got. All right. That's me. I may lose this one. Yeah, I might, I might take So what spades a, Okay, your partner came through. No. Was spades a game that you grew up playing with your family? Like, did y'all play a lot of card games and shit? Oh, uh, like, we was, played what, card games. Yeah. We played dominoes. We played this game with dominoes called Chicken Feet, which was... Uh, um, chicken Feet? Yeah, it's like you got to try to get... Um, like sets of threes and then if you got doubles then you can um you're trying to make like shapes kind of like a chicken feet or whatever and you start off with like the two twelves in the middle everybody goes around that has like an end on that that has a 12 and then um when somebody gets a double they say chicken feet and then you can only put stuff that's connected to that double yeah that seems um, complicated it, it's it's actually simpler than regular dominoes mm. and it's like it's more it's more kid friendly and more like like large group uh friendly but we, yeah we'd play bingo we'd play uh we'd play like uh auto bingo on car trips we went on a lot of car trips yeah what type of vacations y'all took as a kid as a kid uh, my, my dad's from Louisville, Kentucky. So we, we would go there most Christmases, most summers. Um, and then my mom's, uh, mom lived in, uh, Coy, Alabama, which is near Camden, Alabama, which is near Montgomery, Alabama, to let you know, like how far removed of a place you've heard of it is. Yeah. Uh, so out, That's like very out on, on a literal farm, um, mm. and then uh, so we would we would go there like spring break and stuff. But then uh, when my dad started getting this job where he was traveling, then we would go with him to Mississippi to you know um, like near the Gulf of Mexico. We'd go to Chicago. We'd go to New York. We'd go to Cleveland, just mm. wherever he was. Um, that week, if it if it aligned with like when we were out of school, we'd go with them 
uh, St. Louis one year, but um, yeah, so we got to we got to travel a lot, and I feel like a lot of me hitting the road doing comedy and and feeling comfortable, just like checking in hotels and 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 that aspect of comedy, I was mm-hmm. super comfortable with just because of of that experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I I used to like when I got older, I hated it. I hated like I felt like everybody got into all the all the mischief and all the all the crazy stuff happened winter break, summer break, and I can never just be with you know with your friends with my friends or even like get closer with my friends. You know, like you know, we got it back to school one year, and it was like, oh, yeah, Jeremiah got drunk. He was cracking up in the back of the car, blah, blah, blah. I was crazy, and I was like, dang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt Did like- Did you develop, like, like FOMO? Yeah, for sure. Does that still follow you to, to the day, or how do you deal with- Did you deal with that, or does it still affect you? I have a- uh, I, A little bit, a little bit, um, you know- Every ne- like like whenever I see stuff in a in it's a it's a lot of comics or something I I, I have a little FOMO you know I, mm. I, I um it happens ah oh, plus fuck, I know wait, I know I wanna... like I always I always feel like if I was there it wouldn't it would it would be fine like it wouldn't be an issue you know what I'm saying like like sometimes I see parties and stuff and I'm like yeah. If I was there, you know, it wouldn't, it be, wouldn't like... be that popping. They caught the right angle at the right time. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, angle makes it look popping. Or this clip you created make it look popping. Yeah, like, yeah. If I was there, it wouldn't have been that dope. It, I get that. Yo, <laughs> so you... I want to lean in on this friend thing. So when did you feel like you started, like, building relationships with your friends then? Was it, like, high, like college where you were really like, yo, college. man, I can be here for these moments. College, yeah. But then I had like a like a thing. Um, and I've and I've been talking about it in my hour, uh about how like I um I had I had a friend that kind of betrayed me and kind of like like I kind of lost trust for for people for a minute. And I th- I think some of that some of that like like loner and, and being comfortable doing stuff on my own just comes out of out of necessity and out of feeling like I didn't have many friends. Like I remember mm-hmm. um like my sister had a had a birthday party one year mm-hmm. and I was just like, if I had a birthday party, no telling who would show up, you know? Ooh. Like like there was this girl in, in high school and I would go to her locker like every day, freshman year, like after class, you know, before I went like, to my what, locker. Regardless if she was there or not, like, would you no, just no, be no, no. Her at the locker? <laughs> no, I would go and we would talk, but I would talk to oh, her okay. at her locker, you know. Yeah. And then uh, the next year, she had a Sweet 16 party and uh, she didn't invite me. Ooh, and so yeah, it was like I was yeah. like, oh man, that was like messed up, you know? Because it's yeah, just, yeah, like I. But did she have a good explanation? Well, she tried to hit me with the like, uh, 
you know, it's a, it's a limited amount of people that could come. It was like you should be on the limited amount. You invited seniors and all kind of people that you don't really know that well. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I knew her since since middle school, and then uh, you know, was that yeah. like was that a look into like how popularity works or how people try to go about getting popular? Cause that seems like that type of move, like to invite people right. that she's not cool with, like that. Seems like she was trying to raise up her social class, like her, yeah. you know, her social yeah. uh, stock or whatever you want to call it. And people just want to party, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'll and go they, anywhere. Yeah, they'll go anywhere. So they're like, all right, cool, you know. Um, but yeah, that was that was. Did you? Uh, I don't know. Did you ever have to go to a birthday party at McDonald's or did you ever have a birthday party at McDonald's? I had my fourth birthday party was at McDonald's. Was it how was it? How's the Atlanta McDonald's for birthday parties? This was in Florida. This was in Oh, that's uh, birthday party. Yeah, my this bad. Was in Florida. Um, but uh I mean it was straight. I I didn't I didn't have an issue. I don't know. Like I my relationship with McDonald's is different. Like I, I, I love McDonald's. Like um, for what I don't. The only thing that got me out of liking McDonald's is once I was like, all right, I gotta take better care of myself. Like can't be eating yeah. food. But McDonald's has been clutch for the for all communities from upper class to lower class. Because I've seen upper class people fucking still oh. scarf a burger, and then lower class like. McDonald's, they care about black people, right? Fucking three sixty five. Come on now. Yeah, you like know? Uh, I we didn't have no characters come or nothing. I remember I had a Batman Returns cake, and uh, I think I only there was only like one black kid that that I knew. And like I, he didn't even live in our neighborhood. It's just my um Wait, so all your friends were white, like growing up? Yeah, all the kids I knew were white or like Puerto Rican, uh mm. in in that area. Yeah, until I was seven. Then I get to Atlanta and like everyone's black. Like how was that switch? Doctor, <laughs> uh uh, you know, police, like like everybody's black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was that switch though? How'd you how'd you like deal with that? Oh shit, you ain't even playing no more. Oh. Oh wait, what happened to me? How'd I get they got me a different in, table? I don't know. They got me in here with somebody named Mike. But wait, how did that switch happen? He's, you went from being you went from being in this in this environment where everybody's white and Hispanic, everybody just white. being like, yeah. The one girl um, that I think is black is, you know, actually brown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in my in my first grade class, I'm like, yo, she's black. My parents like, nah, she's <laughs> she she Indian the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you have to learn any like? Was there like a culture shock? Like I know you grew up in a black household. But right. now that you're going to an all-black school and dealing with just, like, predominantly black people, did you feel like you had to readjust or was it just natural? 
I didn't I didn't think of it any type type of way. I mean, I was I was excited to be around other kids that were like me, mm-hmm. and like you know, I didn't I didn't really th- think about some of the things that I did being different, and I and I don't think I even expressed to other kids that I was from a different you know place or whatever. Like like mm. I think. I think, you know, they just knew me as like the new kid or a kid, you know, he, he came here from Florida, but I don't, I don't think I expressed like the, the demographic differences, but when it was time for black history, I was so into it. Like when it was, when it was like, when we learned about slavery, when we, when we learned about civil rights, like I was eating all of that up and it it hasn't been until I've gotten older that I realized Oh, I was probably so into it because I was so, I was, you know, we talked about Rosa Parks one day mm-hmm. and then that was it, you know, my yeah. old school. And now it's like every day in February, we're learning about somebody. We're doing the ABCs of, of Black History Month and, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I was, I was super into it. And then every now and then uh, in Atlanta, we'd get that speech about mm-hmm. how the stuff that they don't tell you in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or like you know, like you know, they're not gonna tell you, you know, what really happened to Martin Luther King, or you know, they're not gonna tell you, you know, you got you, you guys gonna get out here around these people. They're not gonna tell you, you know, it'd be all this kind of stuff, and I, I would eat that stuff up too, you know. Yeah, that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't get that because, yeah, no, we didn't get that. Like my education was back and forth between public school and group homes. And group homes, we just played Uno all day. Really? So I didn't learn shit about black history. And really? then, yeah, and then when I went to the all black schools, we were to, I'm saying all black, like it wasn't all black on purpose. It was just all black because it was just like that. But right. Um, right. when I went to those schools, I, I had some teachers who cared and some teachers who didn't give a fuck. Like I remember like the first time out of group home going to regular public school and our teacher was teaching us Swahili. Like she wanted us like alongside of doing like um, the Pledge of Allegiance. As soon as the Pledge of Allegiance was over, she made us do like some Swahili prayer. And it was because she didn't believe that we should be pledging allegiance to America. So like a bunch of little black kids over here doing this shit. She thought it was some pimp shit, but she would never say it. She would just like, I can pick up on it on her actions. But she was like, I'm a, y'all also need to know this. So we do like the Swahili prayer and all that shit. And then I thought that's how school was. So what's going to be from here on out. And then I moved foster homes and then went to another school. And it wasn't like that at all. It was the first time you had the teacher that was just like, this in the back on a like equivalent to being on the phone like they were just fucking doing sudoku or whatever was in the newspaper and kids just arguing and fighting all the time and i was like oh shit and then from there on out that was what most of my school experiences were it was just teachers who were just chilling and kids who were just fighting each other and then at the end of it we got graded and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i got graded on (laughs) (laughs) on my fighting skills (laughs) <laughs> wait are you still playing with these robots i mean they going way faster um, than i was <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Uh, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Okay. Because we cut it up. So that's the, I asked you a bunch oh, of questions. Dope, dope. That's yeah, why yeah. it's like, that's why I'm just asking you questions out of whatchamacallit. We, I asked you a bunch of questions and then we take the, the ones that I'm like, oh, this was a funny response or this was an insightful thing. Um, so your parents didn't hit you. They didn't beat your uh, ass. I got nothing. whoopings. I got whoopings. But like, they like the way oh, it's, you no, make it sound like, like it ain't like. Dog. I don't feel like you got your ass whooped. I got hit with a belt. Yeah, but like I got hit with like a. My dad was a was a sales rep for for mm -hmm. paint companies. A lot of paint stirrers in the house. Mm -hmm. I would would get hit with those. I would get the little wooden joint. Yeah, wooden spoon. What age did it stop though? Probably when I was like running, shaking my mom and stuff. Probably like like thirteen, fourteen. Oh, wow. That's longer than I expected. Yeah. I thought, because here's the thing, and, and that's my fault, because I now I started to, like, put your own life together in my head. <laughs> I assumed that since your parents were older, older parents don't really whoop ass. If they're giving you freedom, if they're giving you that much freedom, what would they whoop you for? Well, what the you freedom comes for? from, like, a foundation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like time out was the thing, but then when timeout didn't work, it was like, you know, whooping. Which if, so what did grounded, they, like, what they beat like you everything. for though? What they beat you for? Like, what was Rob Hayes doing? You seem well adjusted. Uh, I can't ever really see you stepping out of line. We would get into it. We, mm-hmm. would, we would, you know, fight over everything, the remote, the front seat, you know. Mm. With like just just stuff little kids care about, and just and then after a while it was like I don't even care about the front seat as much as I don't want her to think that she could just run stuff. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Like like it's more about yeah. like dominance. It's more about like other kids seeing me get in the back seat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't I don't want people to think that she's just running stuff. You know. <laughs> And then, like the remote, it was it was constantly having to compromise. You know, I want to watch Rap City. She want to mm. watch the Smart Guy. She want to watch, you know, like yeah. she, like or or even Stevens or something that I don't even, you know, like. So now, yeah, that that was like the biggest point of contention. But then it's like, you know, she already got the remote. You, what you gonna do? Ground me? I'm already yeah. not watching my show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm already not watching Direct Effect. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got your ass whooped for discrepancies. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, still fight with your sister? Did that stop you from fighting with your sister? We're so close now. I feel like it so the ass whoopers just brought y'all together. Yeah, yeah. That and then like. Um, when we lived in East Point, mm-hmm. um, like we had this huge yard. Atlanta's full of trees. And it was just like so many pine cones and like different stuff, like leaves and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't think we ever got the yard with the way it was supposed Y'all to Y'all wanted look. to. Yeah. Like, I don't think a, did your ever, dad have a vision? He had a vision, but there was also no game plan to achieve this vision. Like, it was just like, like, we would be out there hours 
and between weeds and pine cones and different, like it would take so many professionals to get that yard together. And so God, that would yeah. be a, like a big thing. I would always get in trouble because it's like, you know, you only cut the front part of the grass. You ain't cut like it was like, yo, it's a death <laughs> trap to try to cut grass like poison yeah. ivy, rocks, like yo, pine what? cones. Like it was nuts, you know. You ever have a you ever had that goddamn rock shoot out and hit you in the leg? Yeah, or weed whacker shit. Yeah, no. yeah. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's ass and then, enough. And then my sister not cutting grass at all. She but how'd she get away free. with it? What was, what, what, she had to do something. She's a girl, so they, they don't have her doing, you know, like, like, like she don't get in trouble for yard work. If she does yard work, then it's a plus. Then it's like, you know, look, like, look at that. She out there helping. But me, I'm I'm supposed to be a landscaper just out of nowhere. I'm twelve. Yeah. I'm just supposed to <laughs> I'm just supposed to know how to just put a whole yard together. Or care. You know what I'm saying? Like we can throw the football around pine cones or not. Like yeah. you know, I I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's how you develop your skills. Like if you weren't twisting your ankles on loose rocks and pine cones and slipping on leaves, then mm -hmm. how were you going to get good? So you yeah. needed those things in the yard. It was like the combine. You know what I mean? Because Philly had yards too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. a lot of people like like traveling. You you learn like oh everybody doesn't grow up mm -hmm. with a yard, and then some people associate a yard with money. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like they, they see, they think yard and they're like, well, yeah, they have a finished basement. You probably had, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like all this stuff. And it's like, no, nah, like people got yards. People got yards out here, but still, you know, it could go down. Yeah, it's dead grass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to mm -hmm. judge, like, yeah, you got to judge a neighborhood like that based on how well they keep their yard. If the yard is nice, you're in a nice neighborhood. If everybody, yeah. if predominant, if majority of that block got brown patches and just random shit laying in their front yard, it's the hood. That's what killed me about like John Morant. They were like, look at this, look at this uh backyard, blah blah blah. Man, he comes from money. And I'm like, y'all don't see this grass? That's <laughs> grass. Dead as shit. Hey, this might be a hood, y'all. I don't know, you know. I don't, I don't know about that. Just because they got on matching polos, they they not playing polo. They <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough looking grass back there, you know. No, I experienced that shit. There's so much mud. Mm -hmm. That's like a, mm -hmm. that's like a mud ratio, right? I'm like, yeah. How much? I don't know. I'm trying to think. How much dead grass and mud do you gotta have before your area is considered low income? <laughs> <laughs> we had uh we had a carport at one time and my job was to sweep out the carport instead of garage, a garage. what do you mean a well carport. a garage has got a door and a cover and stuff carport mm -hmm. is just like a cover but you know like the sides you know are, are mm, open i ain't never seen that open um, and so my job was to keep that clean because there's no storage. You can't keep yeah. anything 
in a cardboard. You know, you put a basketball yeah. in there, somebody gonna be walking down the street with your basketball. You know, like you just. Um, I gotta Google that. I do not know what a carport looked like. I've never seen that. Either you had garages or a lot. Yeah. Um, if you Google it, it's gonna look kind of tinnish. I'm trying to think of of what one looks like that's kind of built into the house. But yeah. I don't know. I'm going back to you having money, Rob. You grew up with money. I, 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 I was all right, but also like in, in where I grew up, we were in the middle. Mm. Like, like we were in the class. middle. That's like, like there, were, there were other kids that the houses they grew up in were crazy. Like, like two-story, three-story, you know, they parents mm-hmm. got a got a new Benz, their parents got a, you know, like, you know, they got a car the minute they turned 16. There were those kids. There were also, also I went to public school with other kids, you know, they were in their apartments. Mm-hmm. There was other kids that were, you know, they were like like every type of of situation imaginable. Like like the the movie Safety. Mm-hmm. About the 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 kid that was uh that went to Clemson that raised that was raising his uh, brother while he was playing college football, he went to my high school. Damn! Now you got two. You you got what's the name? Offset. You said went to your middle school. Little baby. Oh Offset's shit! Offset's from baby. the north side by by mm-hmm. the Atlanta Comedy Theater. No, I didn't. I just thought you said nobody live up there. I mean, like, th- that's why they say the north that way. That's why they say. Oh, that. oh that's what like, they say. They like that there. way. That's why oh, they never okay. say they from Atlanta. They say we from the north because they yeah, were first, I was looking. I'm they like, the first people to come from there and and like like make it. You know, as, as far as hip hop, so they yeah. yeah, so they they really rep the north. They don't even. You know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Like they, just, they just call it the, that way. Beyond the wall, yeah, like, yeah, it was beyond yeah, the wall. Yeah, yo. they're wildlings for sure. <laughs> yo, what's the most embarrassing? What's the most embarrassing thing your family has ever done to you? The most embarrassing thing my family's ever done. To Not me. even done to you that you was a part of in your family. That's a. Uh... Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I remember, for example, I remember being spanked in public, like pants down, cheeks out. And I was like, nine. That's way too old to have your cheeks out. Dang. Those are almost teenage cheeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I feel like my sister had some public whoopings. I don't think I ever got like a public whooping. Uh, hmm. I don't know. They probably they used to have us in some some goofy like like sweatsuits and stuff. Like that. Wait, what's goofy about sweatsuits? Me and my sister used to be killing that shit, like the matching jaws. Right, oh, right. That's... But then after a while, it's like if you go through a growth spurt, and, oh, and they get still, all high watery. You know what I'm saying and like, yeah. yeah, everybody else is like, they you know, Fubu, they got on, you know, 
different stuff they got on jean sets and stuff and you still yeah. out here with the with the swish swish the swish swish or the bugle yeah. boy yeah remember bugle boy is a bugle boy or how do you say that shit i think it is bugle. um my bugle. my my dad refused to to buy into the concept of a skateboard helmet. He so you he, just out here just raw dogging helmet. it, bike helmet. You gotta <laughs> wear a helmet if you want if you want to be out here doing extreme sports. Only kill bike helmet. Also, didn't even find my size. Didn't even get like one to like go on my head. So I got this like super loose helmet, loose bike helmet on my head. I feel like I don't even see bike helmets anymore. I I, I think everybody no, just knows what they doing now. No, nah, I get I still got a bike helmet. Yeah. I still got a bike helmet. Hell yeah. You seem like you seem like you you would have a helmet as an adult riding a bike. You gotta oh wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's because I care. <laughs> that ain't no nerdy shit. And you got to care. Also, I have broke my face. It's, people, the that, that, it's people delivering food that don't even got a helmet on. Nah, I care about my they life. on the clock. Because I wear my helmet now. <laughs> like before, I used to be in and out. Like I would yeah. like sometimes I'd be like, all right, I'm going to just keep it on my backpack or whatever. But when I got into my accident, I definitely made sure, like, any time after that, Ooh. I was definitely going to have a helmet on. Because that shit, I broke my face. But when I looked at I the forgot, helmet. I forgot about that. That indent, that indent in the helmet was so deep that I'm like, that helmet, at least it saved my life. Damn. Yeah. That wow. shit, all that shit was broken up. So I'm going to wear a helmet now, nigga. You still like it? Wanna... Hell yeah. I ain't no bitch. That's Hey, some, still people gotta, stop. You, some people would nah. be like, you know what? Hey, I learned my lesson. I'm, I'm about the game. The lesson is, well, it was a scooter accident. So the lesson is don't buy janky shit, like spend some money and buy some like top of the line shit. You know what I mean? But I'm still out in these streets. Okay. I'm still out in these streets. I got a bike with bad brakes on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you did you like if your family was a uh, a sitcom, what network would they be on? Oh, my family definitely would be on like ABC. Yeah, like, like after the Hughleys, my wife and kids, we'd fit in with that. According to Jim, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot George about Lopez. According to Jim. Yeah, that that era of, of ABC. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think we'd be on UPN. Yeah. I think nah, I would think, I think black my enough cousins for would be on UPN. I think some of my friends from school would be on UPN and I could be like somebody that comes over. But my yeah. family, our our sitcom's definitely ABC. <laughs> I mean, if you invited some of those cousins onto the onto the show, maybe you get UPN. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you grew up in a so I'm trying to phrase this right. So now that you mentioned your cousins, it seems like was like did you have like members of the family that were about that life and that was street, and your family was the black sheep, or was it the opposite where most of your family is like everybody got their shit together and then they just have like that one family that just couldn't get it right. 
I I wouldn't say. I mean, there's of course there's an element of people about their life. There's also like, uh, you know, family members that were like in the streets that had stuff going on that that had kids that my mm-hmm. mom and and her sister helped raise, and so there was a a little like like Bernie Mac esque situation mm-hmm. happening, you know, um, but like uh. And then, you know, my cousins are just entertaining and just like, you know, like, I don't know. They're just a just just yeah. a different element that, that's there that that wasn't at my at my parents' house. You know, like, mm, did yeah, you I, like I would, go the, did you go over your cousin's cribs a lot, though? Like, did that riffraff attract you or did it repel you? It was no, it, I think it attracted all of us. I think, you know, mm. we we all enjoy being there, but also the ability to bounce. Like yeah. the ability to be like, all right, we'll <laughs> see y'all next know. holiday. Hey, this Easter was amazing. You know, hey, we got this place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food was great. You know, hey, we'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Ah shit. My family would have that my family was that. My family, I love my family. Even though we didn't live together, when we did come together, it was always something. Mm-hmm. Even now. Mm-hmm. No, we had. I but mean, that's we, how they operate. We had a Thanksgiving one time, and we had like forty people come, and like people came from like other states and stuff, and that that was crazy. People. Like all that's the kids got people. getting together, running around, playing video games, like that. That was epic. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only time it's ever been that many. That was the only time it's ever been that many at our crib. Mm. Yeah. Anything went missing. Nothing went missing. Of course, there was like some stains that came out of nowhere. You yeah. know, somebody spilled something, didn't say nothing. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, not not too bad. Not too, too bad. All right. Well, I got to make my verdict now. And you definitely ain't public property. <laughs> Your family. <laughs> like, I would definitely <laughs> not put you in that category. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know how to divorce affected you but your family seemed fine they yeah seemed no well i mean in in hindsight i i feel like it affected me it affected my sister way more just the age she was at but yeah mm. yeah but um yeah no my, I, I was i was fine i was you know i wasn't the rich kid and I, I wasn't super spoiled and get everything i wanted but at the same time i you know yeah. Live comfortably, and that never had to worry. Never had to, you know. When I got a job, I didn't have to like like chip in. You know? Ooh, what you didn't have to chip in? You got to save your money and spend it yeah, on dumb shit. I got shit? to save my money and, and do dumb stuff with it. You oh. know, yeah. Oh, that's a blessing. Yeah, man, your family is perfect. Y'all like the Huxtables. <laughs> what network was the Cosby's on? That's what you they should were, be. On. They were on NBC. NBC. Yeah, yeah y'all. Yeah. That's some wholesome black family shit right there. But see, I but that's that's what kills me. Like like it bugs me out. Like I did the champs and Neil Brennan was talking about how the Huxtables weren't real black people. And I was like, you know, I just felt like in my in my experience in Atlanta, there's plenty of, you know, mm-hmm. examples of that. You know, like like yeah. our, our principal had a law degree. Like there was, yeah. you know, all my principals 
from elementary school to were qualified. high school were black. You yeah. know, our, our, you know, my pediatrician was black, like the dentist was black. You know, mm-hmm. there were, there were tons of examples of, of black professionals, of black upper-class people, of, of black people that were, you know, that, mm-hmm. that socially motivated themselves and, and, and got, you know, to, yeah. you know, like, most Benzes per capita in Atlanta, you know, like, like you said, most Benzes. Yeah, like, like everybody got a Benz. Nothing to see a Mercedes, you know, like, like yes, we'd see Big Gip. Yes, we'd see, you know, like, like the rappers and stuff. But we'd also see regular people. You know, everybody in Atlanta thinks they're a celebrity. So yeah, you know, like, like, and I, and I am fortunate. I have, uh, you know third generation to go to college. My, mm-hmm. my, you know, I, I have friends who, you know, their grandparents went to college. So, you know, there are people that are in that Cosby age that were doing it and didn't look at the Cosby show as this great fantasy and, and looked mm-hmm. at it as a reflection of, you know, some okay. people post-civil rights. Yeah. Yo, tell the people where they can find you. Rob, what you got coming up? What Yo, you working on, man? I'm shooting a special in Atlanta, August 11th. If you're in Atlanta, come through to the uh, special taping. You'll see the hour. You'll see me uh, talk about a lot of the things that, that we went over in in this conversation. Also, I got a podcast called The Inconsistent Podcast with Rob Hayes. It comes out whenever it comes out. It's all part of the brand, you know. We do, and then um, another podcast talk about sports with Jamel Johnson uh, called Through. And if you're in Toronto, I'll be at the Danforth Comedy Festival August twelfth. All right, yo, thank you once again, man. I yeah. appreciate your time. I don't we talked for a long ass time. One game of spades. I don't know if you won. <laughs> No, well, I think I won one. I think it was like five hundred uh, fifty. It was yeah. Nah, it was like negative thirty five. It was never. It was negative thirty five to fucking fifty. But I thought you said the bags were good. No, the bags are bad. No, the bags are reflective of bad bidding. Oh the shit! Bags is what you get when you win a book, and then it yeah it. And you didn't bid it on it. So say you, so I, you I bid st- four mm-hmm. and you got five, you got one bag. You get ten bags, you lose a hundred points. Yeah, no, I was I was trashed in. I stayed with an average of five bags. <laughs> <laughs> five bags. So I was trashed. Yo, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me.